Okay, good evening, guys. Welcome to our series, Stories of Honor or Honor Stories. And the first week, we heard about the man named Mordecai, okay, by our one and only PG, okay. So that was parental guidance. Tonight it's not, okay. Then last week, we heard about amazing things that God is doing through simple people like Paul and the rest, right? The good thing with our God is he doesn't want, he's not waiting for you to finish your MBA or whatever you want to do before he can use you, right? If you're willing, God will use you. And tonight, I want to speak about a man or a youngster, 17-year-old boy called Joseph. So who is below 17 here? Nobody? Okay, Vic. One of the commandments is thou shalt not lie, okay? Just reminding you, okay? Because Vic is raising his hand, okay? So guys, if God can use a 17-year-old, he can use you and me, right? But how was Joseph honored by God? Before I talk about how Joseph was honored by God, I want to share with you how Joseph allowed God to be honored through his life. Is that okay? So let's pray. God, we just want to thank you for this evening. God, we want to thank you that when you look at us, you see all of us as sinners who are saved by what your son Jesus did on the cross. And Lord, you don't look at us any different, but you give us an opportunity to your kindness. And as we respond in humility, God, you will be honored and you are honored in everything that we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So the story of Joseph is very interesting. In fact, Joseph and Daniel, these are the two guys. These are one of my favorite characters in the Bible. So if I am biased, blame the Bible. Don't blame me, okay? Now let's, let's look at a quick look at Joseph's life. He was his father's favorite son, okay? Now, you know the story that the father gave him a colorful robe, right? And many people think, why would the brothers kill him just because of a robe? If you get a Gap t-shirt from your father and your brother gets uh, Under Armour or Nike or whatever, are you going to kill him just for that? I don't think so, right? So when we read stories in the Bible, we need to go back go back to the past and try to understand the culture and the things that were happening in his day and age. Okay? Guys, in the time of Joseph and in his culture, the favor and the promotion always comes from the eldest son to the next, to the next, to the next. And Joseph was way below in the list. In fact, at that point of time, he was the youngest because Benjamin was not yet born. Right? So his brothers could not actually handle that. Because some of the scholars believe by giving him that colorful robe, the father was trying to imply that, Joseph, you don't need to work as hard as your brothers. That's why they begin to harbor a hatred and an animosity, okay? Because Joseph did not attend, uh, Jacob did not attend the parenting seminar, right? Pastor Greg was not there that time, so he missed out big time, right? So... Jacob's intentions were different, and I don't want to go into that because of the time. 
but it was not just because of the robe it was a starting point then later on joseph has this dream right do you have a dream okay some of you don't dream now okay please later <laughs> joseph has this dream and his dreams he he sees everything and he starts to tell his dream to his brothers and we catch the story there okay let's go to genesis chapter 37 okay verses 5 and 8 what can we learn from joseph's life okay let's go to that verse can you read it for me please yeah now you and i read the story in 2017 but in joseph's day and age it was a no no for him to even share the dream with his brothers because the dream implied that he is going to do something which never happened in his culture that the eldest one is going to bow to the youngest that was a big no no and then the father was not helping their cause by treating him a little different special right so the anger began to stir into their hearts and one day eventually what happened they gave into the anger now i want you to understand what is happening on the other side here is jacob and his elder sons and their the sons are reacting to joseph based on they see two things based on how the father is treating him and based how based on how they were being treated they are not understanding or they were not able to understand that god is in the picture that god was setting up joseph for something bigger bigger than the robe bigger than all those things right and if you and i are not careful let me talk about me i don't know about you if i am not careful and i look at my situation around me and i choose to react based on how i am being treated and i don't take time to find out and ask god god what are you doing there are chances that i might have the right reaction okay and that is what happened with joseph and his brother so what happened they made a plan to kill him right and then you know as the story goes on they were almost going to kill him then somebody said hey we don't have a gun no somebody said he's our brother let's not kill him you guys are so serious okay it's okay relax okay he doesn't die okay the movie is not yet getting over it doesn't die yet okay is die another day okay so one of the brother says guys he's our own brother let's not kill him so what they do they remove his robe they kill the animal they dip it they go back to the and this they, they put him in a pit and then it's 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 like really like a movie suddenly a caravan is coming from nowhere and they sell it to him they sell joseph to the caravan he's brought to egypt they go back to the father and they said do you recognize this and of course the father is going to recognize that because joseph was close to the father's heart okay anyway what i want to highlight today is joseph what can we learn from joseph's life is first thing is he used what god gave him and what did god give him the ability to interpret dreams right first time he tried his his gifting with his brothers with his own family it did not go well did you experience that you are so excited that you want to serve god you want to change the campus you want to change the world and you want to change everybody else and you try to change your family and what happens to you the same thing happened to joseph it was not received well but the good thing with joseph is he never gave up on the dream that god put into his heart is there a dream today 
that God has put into your life? Was there a dream or was there a prophecy in the past that was given to you and probably you forgot about it because somebody made fun of that? Because you were not well received. Okay? It's time for me to read. Everybody's serious now. Second time he uses his gifting. Now, we fast forward in the story. He sold. He sold now. He goes to Egypt. He sold there. So he sold as a slave. Now, he is in Egypt. Joseph was the daddy's boy. But in Egypt, unfortunately, daddy is not around to protect him and guide him from the responsibilities that he will have to carry on. The only thing that he has is the gifting that God has given him. Right? So what happened? Joseph gets a job. Okay? And his job was to work for a man called Potiphar. Okay? And he begins to work. And the Bible says because God was with Joseph, everything that Joseph did, God blessed it. And Potiphar noticed that. When God is with you, people around you will notice. You don't need to pierce your ear or you don't need to have a different hairstyle. I am not against that, okay? You do whatever suits you, okay? But sometimes we think, I need to be different just to be noticed. Let me tell you, you can be the way you are because God has put something in you which you use it properly. God is going to bless not only you, but the people around you, okay? So that is what is happening in his life. Now, Joseph not only was working for his master, but most of the time he was working in the house, right? And the Bible says he was young, he was handsome, he was well built. Maybe he was going to the gym, I don't know, right? What he was doing, but that is what the Bible says. And suddenly, the master's wife notices Joseph, the original desperate housewife, okay? If you want to call it, okay? You guys watch too much TV, huh? Okay. So what happens now? She is noticing Joseph and she has some other plans. Okay? There was no CCTV, so Potiphar could not check what's happening in his house, right? Some of you have that. You, when you are at work, you are checking. What is my cat doing right now? <laughs> or whatever pet you have, right? Potiphar did not have that. Long story short, he doesn't entertain her, and he's being falsely accused. Now he's thrown into the prison, okay? But this was a remarkable man. Even inside the prison, he began to serve the other people with his gifting. The natural tendency of people is when you are falsely accused or when somebody said something against us, we forget about the gifting and we want to have our pity party, right? Joseph was not like that. Joseph continued to interpret the dream of the fellow inmates. Okay? Let's go on to the next verse, Genesis 40, 12, and 13. Please read it for me. There were two more guys in the prison with Joseph, the cupbearer and the baker, and now he's interpreting the dream of the cupbearer, and lo and behold, the way he interpreted it happens that way. And he tells, Joseph tells this guy, hey, remember me when you go back to the king. But you know what happens? 
the guy forgets him for how long? For two years. Okay? Joseph did not have a Facebook to tag him, you know. Hey, hey, I'm here, right? He was forgotten. Sometimes your, your reward and my reward for doing what is right is you might feel that, you know, people have forgotten me. The people that I'm trying to help, they have forgotten what I have done for them. Or sometimes you are so on passion to work for your company or to work for God or do different things and you feel forgotten. But what does the Bible say? I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. Man might have forgotten Joseph, but God was with Joseph. The time when nobody was noticing Joseph, God was doing something in his heart. So I just want to encourage you. If you're sitting here today and you feel like Joseph, you feel like maybe my friends have forgotten me or nobody is noticing what is happening in my life, let me tell you, God is working in your heart. Allow God to do what he's doing, okay? Now, Joseph starts using his gifting with his brothers, backfires. He does it with the inmates. They forget him. But this guy is an amazing guy because he continues to do that. Suddenly, after two years, now what happens? The king of Egypt, the pharaoh or pharaoh, some of you say, right? Doesn't matter whatever you call. That guy doesn't have hair. He only has a long beard. Or at least in the movies, that's how they show him, right? But... He has a dream and nobody in his kingdom is able to interpret that dream for him. Suddenly, this guy remembers Joseph and he talks to Pharaoh and then he said, okay, bring him to me. And now, the big moment is there. See, Joseph was not waiting for the big moment. He was faithful in the small moments. When you talk about honor, your, your idea and my idea of honor is they will give me this position, they'll give me this title, and I will do these things, and I'll pray, and everybody in UBC will be slain, or you know, what will happen? We look for big moments. God is looking for faithfulness in the small moments. Will you serve God when nobody is watching? Will you use what God has already given you? Will you serve God in this church? Don't wait for something big to happen. Join a discipleship group. Join, what is that? So there are so many teams, right? Join, start serving God in small things. Don't wait for something big to happen. Let God take care of the big moments. You allow God to prepare your heart through the smaller moments, right? Can you say amen? amen. Okay, I feel good now. Thank you. <laughs> so what happens? Now is the big moment. Genesis 41, 28 to 31. Please read it. Thank you. So what happens now? Finally, he's able to use his dream to save a nation. Finally, he's able to use his dream to help a nation. But he did not get better at interpreting dreams just because it was Pharaoh's dream. When you start using your gifting, God will be the one to take care of your promotion. God will be the one to make sure that he uses you to be a blessing to the nation and the nations of the world. But it, smalls, it starts with obedience in small things, right? I, I want to give you an example how God works. Because I had a different idea of honor and different idea of God would use me. You know my story. 
I applied in this company for a position in IT, and they told me, hey, you are not good enough for IT because you don't have experience in Canada, right? So I'm still working for the same company, but I'm working in the inventory control, okay? And now, for the past couple of weeks, we are having a problem with one of our reports, and the information is inaccurate. Then the, three weeks ago, I had a chat with one of the managers there, and he's, he's, he, he talked to me and he said, isn't it you have an IT background? I said, yes, sir. Okay. No, I did not do that. I'm just making sure nobody is sleeping here, okay? So I said, yes. Then he said, would you help us to check the code? Just check the code if, if everything is okay. Now, I have a choice. I can say, hey, I don't have the IT position. I don't have the benefits. I don't have the salary. Why should I do it, right? But when I prayed, I have the peace. So I'm, I'm starting to help them with the code. And then I told the boss what was wrong, okay? I told the boss what was wrong based on what I know. I am careful not to say to the IT guys because I don't want them to sound that I'm smarter than them. But one thing is working in my favor. You know that? I have the Spirit of God. The same with you, right? So I told the boss, and then this Wednesday there's a meeting. And in the meeting, he wants me to present it to the guys what is wrong and what can we do? Now, like Joseph, I have a choice to not use my gifting because I have not been recognized or humble myself and do what God is asking me to do and leave it to God. I might never get a job in IT, but at least I am grateful that I have a job and I can use my skills, right? And, and I'm sure you have your own stories. The difference is I'm holding the mic and you don't have. But my encouragement to you, right? Guys, jokes aside, okay? Kidding aside, my encouragement to you is don't react based on how you are being treated. Choose to do what is right because God has put his spirit in us. God has put you in that situation because he wants to use you, okay? Let's move on. Not only Joseph used what he had, he maintained his integrity, right? We will go back to Mrs. Potiphar, okay? I don't know her first name. But let's read about her. Genesis chapter 39, verses 6 to 10. You know what you're supposed to do, right? Okay, please read. Oh. Now look at Joseph's situation until this point. Until this point, the favor of the daddy is gone. He's rejected by his own brothers. He's sold as a slave. He's in a foreign land. He doesn't have friends. Joseph could have said, finally somebody noticed me. Finally somebody's treating me right. Finally all the going to the gym is coming to work, right? But Joseph's concern was not how people were treating him or what was being offered to him. What did Joseph say? In Genesis 39, 19, how then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against our God? His main concern was, what would God think? When you or I are being mistreated and when somebody says, hey, let's do this, 
It will benefit you. Doesn't matter if it is right or wrong. What is your concern? To feel good about it, finally somebody noticed you? Or you are saying like Joseph, how can I do such a wicked thing about thing and sin against my God? Joseph was a man of integrity. Joseph chose to do what is right because his main concern was God. And let me tell you, when you want to do what is right, you will be tested. I will be tested. I want to share with you a story that actually happened to me. Okay? I'm not saying I'm as good as Joseph, but you will you be the judge, okay? But God is good to all of us. I used to develop software for a bank in the Middle East. And one day, once upon a time, I went to this country. No, I was in this country, and I was doing something in the cabin or the office of the credit card manager in the country. And then suddenly, two beautiful girls came. They knocked the door, they came inside, and they started to talk with him, and I was doing my thing. And then the guy tells the girls to go and wait outside. Okay? And I'm not paying attention to what they're saying. The room is big enough, so I cannot hear what they're saying, but I can see, right? Right? So they were young, they were beautiful. Then I, I learned from this credit card manager that they were the flight stewardess for one of the leading airlines in the Middle East. And they used to, they used to work in that country where, where I went, and they had, a got, they had got a job for another airline in another country. And these two girls have a huge credit card debt. And when they were going back on their flight, they were stopped at the immigration. And they told, the immigration officer told them, you get a no clearance letter from the bank, and that is the time we'll allow you to exit. So you see their situation? Now they need to pay the money, clear the loan, and this guy prints the letter and he signs, and they're good to go, right? You follow the story? Now this man is from a culture where he believes in polygamy. So he tells me, he, he, he's starting to ask me now, which one do you like? So I was like, why is he asking me that? He said, you just choose one of them and I will send her to your room in the hotel tonight. Now what do I do? My small group leader is not there. My pastor is not there. There is no every nation church in that country. I was single. I don't have a wife. What do I do? What you gonna do when they come for you, right? <laughs> you know what? Guys, you and I will be tested when we want to do what is right. You know, I told the manager politely, I said, no, sir, I'm sorry, but I don't do that. He was like surprised. Are you sure? He says, you don't have to pay. <laughs> you see how the people of the world think? Guys, it is not about the money or no money. I had a guiding principle in my life. Just like Joseph and just like you. When, we, when our intention and our desire is to honor our God, it doesn't matter if we are forced or things are free. We choose to do what is right. And by God's grace, I was able to turn down the offer I don't know what happened to that girl, but I was not there for them. I did my job, and I came back to the country where I was working for. Why am I sharing this story with you is, you need to be prepared. You need to know how you're going to honor God 
before the temptation comes. You cannot decide then and there. That is why you and I need to know. Joseph knew that he cannot sin against his God even before he was approached by the woman. Right? You and I know what is the right thing to do. You and I know what is the right thing to do and how are we to honor God with our bodies. Joseph maintained his integrity in the midst of being tempted and tested. And you and I can do that because we serve the same God that Joseph did. And he will take care of us, okay? So you, when I or we are tempted to go through trials, what is our own main concern? I ask myself this question. When I go through trials and temptations, what is my concern? Is my concern what is being offered to me? Is my concern how I am being treated? Is my concern finally somebody is giving me a chance to do something? Or is my concern by doing this thing, am I going to sin against my God? I will leave that for you to answer what you will do. But we need to move on, okay? The last thing that Joseph did was he served others with humility, okay? Now, Joseph interprets the dream and he tells Pharaoh what, what is going to happen and seven years of this and that and all those things. And Pharaoh is so impressed, he tells Joseph, I cannot find a better guy than you, right? Finally, he notices Joseph's resume. And he said, why don't you work for me? Let's read Genesis 41, 41 to 44. Please read it for me. Wow, what an honor. He was second to none in a foreign land. Right? But how did that happen? When he was sold by his brothers, he did not dream that Pharaoh is going to invite him. Right? When he was forgotten in the prison by the people whom he served, he did not know this moment happened. What led to this moment is he faithfully served the people around him with the simple thing that God had given him. You do not know how God will bless you and God will promote you for doing what is right. When you start using what God has given you, leave the recognition and the rewards to God. Don't try to make your own recognition ceremony. Leave that to God because God is good at those things. But in the process, will you use what God has given you? Will you start using what God has given to you in this city, in this church, in the small, small things? Then let God take care of the recognition. Verse 56 and 57 says, When the famine had spread over the whole country, Joseph opened all the storehouse and sold the grain to the Egyptians, for the famine was severe throughout the land, throughout Egypt. And all the world came to Joseph to buy grain from Joseph because famine was severe everywhere. Not only Egypt, but even the surrounding nations were blessed because one man chose to use the simple thing that God gave him. You will be amazed. Your obedience to the little things that God has given you will bless the nations. It doesn't matter what is your talent. It is not about the other person. It is about you. And now finally, this is the interesting part. And after, after we read this verse, the worship team can come up. But I will give you one more chance to read the verse, okay? Let's read Genesis 15, 50, 15 to 20, please. 
At this point of time, he's convincing Pharaoh that he should allow his family to move to Egypt. And he told them, tell them that you are taking care of the cattle, so he will give you this land, so you don't need to go back. At this point of time in the story, the father is dead. Now the brothers remember what they did few summers back, right? To Joseph, they remembered, and now they are afraid. Joseph is now having the position and the authority, and their fear is he might get back to us because they did not forget what they have done to him. Right? You follow the story? So they came up with this plan. Oh, let's tell Joseph, this is what daddy said. Remember, he's a daddy's boy, right? This is what daddy said. What was Joseph's reaction? He doesn't get mad. He doesn't say, show some respect, guys. Remember my dream? This is the time the dream came true. He did not say all those things. You know why? Why Joseph was able to forgive his brothers? Because when he went through a difficult time, he allowed God to deal with his heart. And that is true. When you and I allow God to deal with our heart, when the people who have done wrong to us, when they come and they talk to us, doesn't really matter who is right and who is wrong. Because you have experienced enough of God's grace that you can overlook the offense and you can still choose to bless. But for that to happen, we need to allow God. Joseph never questioned God. Why are you doing this? Or he did not tell his brothers, okay, now I'll take care of you. See my dream? No. Guys, Joseph was always responding to what God was doing. Joseph was always walking in alignment with what God had prepared for him. Was it everything went he, the way he wanted? Definitely not. You and I are not special than Joseph. God will take us through situations where things might not go the way we wanted, but if we allow him to work in our heart, things will begin to change. So in closing, this is what I want to say. When you go through tough times, or when we go through tough times in our lives, when we are being treated unfairly or things seem to be going against us, we can learn from Joseph how to keep our eyes on God and continue to live a life of integrity and be confident that God will come through for us at His perfect timing. Okay? Let's pray. Let's close our eyes. Let's bow our heads. And I believe that God wants to speak to some of us something very specific. You might be here today and maybe you can identify with certain areas in Joseph's life. Probably you are here today and the people closest to you have not treated you well. Or you were falsely accused of something. Or maybe you feel that I am forgotten. Or there was a dream in your heart which was clearly from God. There was a prophecy that was given to you in the past, but today when you look at your situation, it seems so hopeless. Some of you have even begun to doubt and wonder, is this really from God? And God would say to you today, my son and my daughter, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob and Joseph. People might have forgotten you, but I have not. Have I not promised that I will never leave you nor forsake you? In fact, what you are going through right now is in preparation 
for the future that I have for you. A time of promotion is coming, a time of honor is coming. Like Joseph, you will save many around you, says your God. So church, I just want to encourage you. When God gives you a dream, sometimes you will be tested. Not because God doesn't love you, but God wants to prepare your heart and my heart. So don't give up on that dream. Importantly, don't give up on God. Okay? So I want to pray for you. And later on, as we sing, there will be people in the front praying. If you need prayer for anything, please let God speak to you through them. But let's all pray. Lord, I just want to thank you so much, God. Thank you, Lord, for uh, the life of Joseph and his obedience and his humility, God. And I just thank you that, God, by your grace, we can be like Joseph. Lord, by your grace, Lord, we can allow you to mold us, God. And I just pray for our hearts, God. If we are hurt by the people closest to us, God, help us to be like Joseph. We will not keep the record of their wrongs. God, if, if our idea of honor is some one big promotion and I will do that and I will do that, but your word says that do not despise the days of humble beginnings. God, I pray. Church, I really believe this. Some of you, God is calling you to serve in this church first. God is calling you to serve in small, small things and let God take care of the honor. So God, I just pray, Lord. Sometimes we have big dreams and we want to do big things, but God, you test us to small things. God, I pray that you will find us faithful in those small things. And even I pray, Lord, for those who are going through temptation and struggles right now. They would not compromise. They would not give in. It's not about who is watching and who is not watching. But God, let that be the cry of our heart that how can I do such a wicked thing against my God? God, I pray for a divine grace. God, an ability, Lord, to be men and women of integrity, that we would say no to sin. We would say no to compromise, Lord. It is not about the other people. It is about you, that we want to keep ourselves pure and holy before you, God. God bless your people today. And I just thank you. As we humble ourselves, God, you are going to take care of the promotions. Even right now, I speak promotion and increase to your church, God. I pray that, Lord, people in this church, Lord, you will bless them so much that they will be a blessing to the nations, God. But I pray it will start with being a blessing to their neighbor, to their next-door neighbor, to that person beside, beside their desk at work, to that stranger, to wherever you have put them, God. Help us to be faithful. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.